living the little town of Biarta, where I had a very quiet night. Body feeling feeling good. I can still feel my uh, the hip area where the hip belt goes, but uh, yeah, body feeling good. I think maybe a little tired. Uh, you know, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> what is it like? Well, around you know between seven and eight hours of sleep. So. But I got plenty of downtime, so on we go for another day. It's a little before 7.30. Uh, definitely wanting to get a good start on a, another long day. So again, I'm thinking eight to nine hours. You know, we'll see. We'll see how I'm doing. Would have liked to, would have liked to, it's kind of funny one, would not have minded doing more language practice this morning, you know, kind of, uh, kind of almost nice, you know, having that almost one hour doesn't feel like enough, and yet when I was in Hamilena, uh, toward the end, uh, that was about all that I could do. Oh, we have a interesting cloud formation in the distance. We'll see what happened to the weather. So yeah, kind of nice to to have the brain kind of enjoying, I guess, uh, as I'm learning about uh, all kind of adjectives and funny characters, kanji in the Japanese language which is really where I'm focusing mostly right now doing a little bit of Italian a little bit of Portuguese and then Spanish and then on my podcast a higher volume of Italian a little Portuguese a little Japanese it's not clicking as well right now so far in the podcast format and I haven't found one that uh, that I like. I have uh, wrote an email to that uh, Japanese from Zero because I like his video, and I wondered if he might have known of a podcast. But I would get an answer back. <clears throat> Makes me think of uh, this uh, nutritionist. Well, I guess he's not a nutritionist. He's like a teacher at Stanford, Christopher Gardner. And, well, I guess maybe he's a nutritionist, <clears throat> PhD in nutrition. And he does a lot of things I like. I like his approach. And I'd kind of uh, written him an email asking for resources. One of the ask resources for a book or material on, uh, on a psychology of eating. Because as a... You know, after my limited experience, 
I found out that uh, the biggest crux was not really the information, was the state of mind of people and, uh, you know, the things about habit and I guess maybe cognitive science, behavioral science, might be the the kind of turf that I'm looking to. Which brings me to Maya Shankar, I think that's her last name. I'm listening to this podcast. She's a cognitive science professional, and she's on uh, ritual and uh, apparently going into a high position, doing a lot of things. But things sounds like she might be personable, so I think I'll uh, I'll see about reaching out to her and see if she can refer me some material as to to to, to hone on that understanding about why is there that part of us that seems to be vested in quote unquote defeating us. That's a tricky word. Because the assumption is I know, you know, what success and failure is. And uh, here's a little baby, uh, baby lamb. We have sheep here. Anyhow, good morning, guys. Yeah, look at that. Nice little field you got here. Huh? Nice little field, yeah? Yes, you do. <laughs> You got the mamas with the babies. Quite a few. Quite a few babies. Anyhow. So, living at Biarta, looking at... Uh, I'm a decent altitude, so I can see a bunch of rolling hills covered with trees. So you don't see any uh, uh, olive tree plantation. Actually, pretty much none here. So it's kind of uh, fallow. A lot of the land doesn't look like it's been touched too much. <laughs> yes, yes, do your job, my little dog. Anywho, so yeah, kind of nice. Having enjoyed the the languages, and I guess it is also a sign that, uh, yeah, the mind is good, the mind is fresh. Uh, I know that I have been dreaming quite a bit. I've had a bunch of uh, different kind of dreams. But then again, I don't, uh, I don't invest any energy in trying to harvest that dream when I wake up. So for, I think for most of us, you know, if you don't pay attention to it when you first wake up and give your attention, then it kind of goes away and fades, and uh, that pretty much is uh, what happens to me. Anyhow, side note: I was given an orange. Uh, Andoni left actually earlier, which is really strange. Uh, I thought because it's only going to do like uh, I guess 17 or so kilometers. So, you know, living at 7 o'clock in the morning for 17K sounds like a... Uh, but anyway, regardless, it has its own plan. But, uh, yeah, he gave me he gave me his orange. So that was nice. Since I chose 
I need to buy two of those big ass pears yesterday and I have one left for the day so that and an orange now which is nice also I found this little water bottle that I have uh, filled as well and taken with me so uh, brewed some tea yesterday put my uh, I don't know what, what kind of what lemon juice you call the kind that can be at room temperature <laughs> sorry <coughs> credit credit anywho so the pack is a little heavier in the last two days actually i don't have food wise mom i have a lot of that uh, soup that gets soaked up by those uh, that kind of pasta that kind of couscous pasta uh, I forgot the name of it in Spanish, actually. I haven't already seen that before. But that's good to know, because I realize uh, microwave-wise, I can I can make a nice, um, pretty decent dinner out of it. And then lunch as well. So, you know, it's uh, yeah. with each passing days and uh, each Caminos, finding out how you can go a long way. You can do a lot of things with little so i'm also glad that i got uh, i uh, i had saved uh, some spices that i had uh, blended in hamilina with cumin and uh, Pro uh, herb provencal garlic turmeric i forgot what else and i was using that with the lentils and so i was able to harvest the container and take that with me so it's kind of nice you know between that and salt that's my bouillon that i used to flavor uh, just water and i can make an easy soup like with vermicelli or whatever so yeah i mean the microwave is nice definitely is that a microwave you're looking at uh, buying everything cooked so good 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 uh, I guess, yeah, well, I guess no. But I have not eaten eggs uh, since leaving Hamilena, actually. And uh, I'm not sure, but I do see a connection between uh, uh, farting and any eggs because I was farting quite a bit, uh, which is a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> I do like. Uh, Hold on a second. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure I'm right, but if I don't see, if I don't see an arrow, yeah, good. Yeah, I'm kind of, okay, I'm gonna follow the main road here and then we'll get an off-road pretty soon. Okay. If I don't see those yellow arrows, after a while I check it, because I have some time, a tendency to daydream. And I can miss. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Uh, anyway, so <coughs> I seem to not being able to shake. So the food bandwagon, like, you know, most people don't carry that food. They just, uh, many of them will go eat in restaurant like uh, uh, Ricardo. Was that his name, Ricardo? Richard? 
that I did the Via de la Plata. It had very little that he did, and he ate uh, lunch and dinner at a restaurant. So, and because today is a 35k, so it's like, uh, I guess, about 19 miles, 18, 19 miles. And there is no, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be mostly in in nature, so there won't be much access. That's one thing. But, you know, the French Camino is a great starting Camino because you have so many resources. It is so convenient. So it's great for somebody who has no no experience to, you know, or maybe interested in doing it. But definitely want support, you know. If you get a bad day, you can you can taxi your backpack for like a, I think it's like five euros now. You know, which is great, you know. If you're hurting or whatever, and then you want some help, and then you have a, you go through many many towns, so you have a lot of options. So it is good. It's a strong support. But uh, it is something that's for you, you know, and again, it's not for everybody. Then I think for a lot of us, after a while, you know, it just feels like a highway. The French Camino, it's too highly trafficked. It just, uh, some part of it are distracting, you know, almost. You know, it's, uh, it has more of a holiday feeling. And then uh, things like Via de la Plata, uh, Portuguese, maybe not quite. It can be this, can be, but yeah, the Portuguese is not as traffic as a French one, and the North is more physical. I would have liked to do the Primitivo. You know, I thought I'd actually, I thought I'd be on it right now, just about. Actually, you know, I would have. Uh, done the Easter week at the albergue because it would have been busier and then I would have taken off to do uh, El Salvador y Primitivo but uh, it wasn't in the cards so instead I'm doing El Mozarabe and then on toward uh, Barcelona That's oh, beautiful. Yeah, the sun is starting to not burn, but blast through those clouds. So you have a nice kind of a uh, kind of yellowish, kind of a glow. Uh, but, uh, nice. I don't know if you can hear the birds. Oh, there are some olive trees down there. <laughs> Just very few. Uh, looks like a lot of oak trees here. Kind of reminiscing a little bit of Texas, actually. Thinking of uh, uh, Enchanted Rock uh, near Fredericksburg. It's a state park with, uh, I guess, a unique geological formation. And then the, the light right now and the kind of terrain make me think of... Uh, 
Yeah, make me think of it. And I guess being in the south, those kind of hills, which is the hill country, which is the Fredericksburg, where I lived many years. <sighs> oh, there was something else I thought of last night, but I guess I forgot it, and I'm somehow still refusing to make a note. Interesting. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking about my chat with Andoni. Uh I've talked about it many times, about what I consider to be the treasure on the Camino, which is uh, the kind of encounters and the quality of the encounters that you have so easily, which is something that in uh, your everyday run-of-the-mill, you don't. Conversation, which seems, excuse me, which seems improbable and uh, unlikely uh, on the Camino. So here's this guy, 70 years old, Andoni from uh, Bilbao, the Basque country, retired and then, uh, you know, taking time for himself, <laughs> uh, away from his wife, his family, his life, and kind of being more of a contemplative uh, nature, this kind of Camino, and, uh, you know, we were talking, and I don't know why he asked me if I was doing yoga, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I do, I do yoga every day before anything else, that's a priority, that's why I get, that's one of the reasons why I get up early, like I do, <coughs> it's, uh, it's important for me, and just talking about you know, my life and uh, how it's turning out to be. And uh, it doesn't make any sense, but it's, uh, you know, I'm happier than I've ever been. And uh, talked about a bunch of different things. And he was like, yeah, I see you as a priest or as a monk. And I'm like, well, maybe as a like monk, yeah. As a civil monk, not as a religious one. Though you never know, you know. You never know what could happen. But uh, I think he was saying, uh, from what he was hearing me say, you know, that he sounded that. We also were talking about uh, absolutism, I call it. I'm sure it's a word. And how it's something that I just... uh, I stay away from that, you know, the idea of certainty, the idea that I know. I mean, I have my relative understanding at at any given time, and that's, of course, what I base my judgment and my decisions on. But to realize at the same time that it's, you know, it's not immovable, you know. It's more than likely going to change and it's going to evolve. So I don't... uh, when I put my foot down, I guess, trying to learn, or learning, not trying to, learning, to be more gentle with my steps. Even more so when I'm talking to other people. You know, being like, uh, oh yeah, I was telling about, you know, one thing that he knows is that, you know, it's better to suffer with money and comfort than not. And I was like, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It's like, but you know, 
I, I am finding out for me personally that uh, suffering seems to have silver linings that I wasn't aware of before. And I'm not so quick to jump to that conclusion now that uh, that it's true that comfort is that beneficial. It feels wonderful, you know, it's very convenient. And uh, at the time when you have it, it does alleviate, but whether or not in a big scheme of things, it is useful, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know, but it is tough because I don't like to suffer. So I'm okay with dying. I don't like to suffer. And maybe I'm full of shit, you know. You know, I have... Uh, well, I guess I was... I was close to it when I had the COVID. If somebody would have offered me, you know, to give me something to, to go to sleep forever, uh, I'm pretty sure I would have taken it. So I am not that attached to life but i definitely i have a a certain uh, attraction to an absence of pain shall we say oh i'm going up here just in case you wonder about my shallow breathing but uh feeling good So it is tricky. I'm curious to see today also what's going to happen in a walk because uh, so yesterday was a long day. It was a good chunk of change, and uh, so you know that's going to be two days in a row. Uh, I forgot what's coming tomorrow, but yeah, those are two two strong days. And uh, body-wise, I mean, I know, I'm good. The body is good. You know, I can weather that. And I'm curious to see how, on the mind level and my energy, I still don't quite understand why sometimes I get those dips and drops of energy. And uh, yeah, everything just goes crashing. So, we'll see what comes of it today. <coughs> Actually, Andoni is going to also, we more than likely will see each other in uh, Alcaracejos. I think that's how it's called. That's a town where I'm going. And I might have to call, find the number, and then call them to find out if it's like in the city hall. Yeah, it's kind of a funky way, because if it is, and I arrive in the afternoon and call them, I more than likely wouldn't get uh, anybody. And like yesterday, the way it was, you were supposed you were supposed to call before you arrived. You know, which is a little strange in a way. When you think of the Camino, why can't you just land there? You know, and but there, the person doesn't stay there. Many albergues, you'll have a host that opens for you know that time to that time and then easier to receive people and take care of the paperwork show them around and and help them out 
but quite a few places where now people you need to contact people ahead of time and actually most of those places will have a phone number posted on the door but this one didn't so i met those two guys from uh, holland yesterday on the trail and then there they are arriving at the door and then Anthony told me you know they need to call you know to 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 get access because the person needs to get here for them to pay them and then you know the the whole nine yards the whole rigamora rigamore and i say i understand but there's no phone number so those guys are here they're foreigners uh weak spanish i'm like how are they too so i say i'm gonna go out and then i'm gonna you know i have the phone number i'll give them the phone number and they can call the guy so i won't let them in but at least you know give them the the information that they need to in order to do what they need to do and then i walk that fine those are the two uh sorry the two old fellows i i chatted with sometimes as a group sometimes individually yesterday so it was quite a a chatty box <laughs> nice too it was nice you know very light uh basic kind of conversation you get a little more uh, inside a little more intimate with Andoni. and i told him and he kind of told me too that you know it kind of felt good it was nice it was a nice connection so we'll see if it was a one-time deal which i've learned sometime on the camino use it while you have it because you may have a great exchange and uh and then it's over then the quality of the connection is gone and you don't connect that way anymore kind of like what happened with uh, when i was in albergue verde when uh, edu and uh, aurelia left to walk and i was gonna run the place by myself this german kid kid well i mean in his 20s you know 23 i think he was young guy came in and we had a very strong strong conversation and uh it was very very nice okay let's see what's going on here it, okay okay i see you the trail changes and then after that you know he stayed there 10 days i think and uh that was it then it just didn't click anymore it was interesting and uh anyhow and in the end you know he ended up leaving early and i was glad actually i was looking forward to kind of having the place of my own and yeah it just uh it wasn't that uh that fun it wasn't the same so i'm not sure why i brought that up i mean i know why and i forgot his name too but uh i know talking about andoni and then curious to see you know if when we see each other but it did feel good. It did feel comfortable around him. So that was nice. That was nice. Anyhow. But I have my uh, I have my mid-layer this morning. So it is definitely chillier than yesterday. So I guess being on a higher elevation than Cordoba. And I was wrong too about Cordoba. I thought it was going to be a higher elevation. But it kind of makes sense, I guess. And it was kind of at the bottom, some kind of valley, to to get so hot because 
places in elevation, they will get hot days, but they'll get uh, nice and cool nights. Like in Baena, the guy told me, yeah, it gets hot, but you know, at night, you know, you in the evening, you're gonna you're gonna bring a little sweater or layer because it gets cool. So, which is nice. You know, when I was in Conil de la Frontera, and there were like two, three weeks, I forgot exactly how many, where going to bed before uh, sometimes two o'clock was a tough one because it was so warm and with the still air, you just sweat and it was just tough. Well, I'm not used to that. In Texas, we had air conditioning, so you know, we control ambient temperature. And yeah, looks like some kind of a farm. I finally get off the main road, which no traffic, so a country road. And then now, amidst a bunch of uh, purple flowers, you have poppies, you have yellow, purple, some kind of a wheat, I guess, what it looks like. And then a little farm here on the right, and then those hills, hills, hills. So I think it's going to be a lot of uh, uh, small gain and loss of elevation for a while today. And then uh, I'm walking through this dewy field, so it's a single track with uh, calf high uh, wildflowers and wheat. And grass so the shoes are getting wet from the dew but it looks like I'm gonna connect to a dirt path so that's kind of coming to an end anything else I also thought when I talked about the election yesterday a little bit about politics I realized, you know, the whole thing about the French election and about uh, Ukraine. So it's going to be pretty much it for the French election. But still, with the Spanish uh, feed, Spanish news that I get every day, uh, there is something about Ukraine. And, uh, and when it was the same about the French politics, so I kind of looked a little more into it and I realized it's a sli it's a slippery slope meaning hello sheep uh, meaning it's easy to get into a place where you speak like you know what you're talking about when you just have a few bits of information it's quite impressive really how quickly I sh uh, shape shift I would call it you know, I know almost nothing. And yet, here I am starting to move into black and white. It was not a big deal, but it was a little humbling. Because I was like, wow, I guess I fell asleep at the wheel there. And I got into that kind of uh, cruise control mode. Anyhow. So, something to keep in mind. You know, as I keep walking and... We're more than likely encounter 
other people. Wow, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful trail to this Montserrat Bay. So it's very pastoral. Uh, I mean, they must be doing something with that field, even though nothing is cultivated, but there's a lot of cleared spaces, a bunch of oak trees, but uh, yeah, a lot of cleared spaces. Uh, anyhow, so my friend, I'm gonna let you go. Once I get to a top, I'll start my mantra. And uh, I wish you a beautiful day. And then we'll talk soon. Love, peace, and buen camino. All right, a little piece here. So I'm on a camino. They have milestones, so I know I have uh, uh, not less than uh, 19k to cover. So it's moving pretty well. Rolling hills, good climb. Uh, the weather is actually cooling off, so we'll see if I get wet or not, but that's not why I'm recording this piece. So I'm arriving at its clearing, and I'm still going up, and there is this old fellow, turns out he's 84 years old, very sweet, and he's calling me, and uh, it's me if I speak Spanish, and then start to tell me that ahead, I think about seven kilometers, if I'm not mistaken, there is a crossing and apparently the water is quite deep but he said there is a little pathway on the right where you can bypass it and then a the little bridge anyway he started to talk told me in the 70s he was weighing 74 kilos <laughs> very cute and then no maybe not maybe it was a year 74 shit i'm not sure it doesn't matter and he went to africa the desert and he trekked there anyway very very sweet man uh, with a bunch of barking dogs. Anyhow, a little moment on the Camino. So I'm gonna use my poles because I have a good climb ahead here. Just wanted to share. All right. I have arrived actually uh, quite a while ago. Uh, some of the places here you have to kind of call and people are not here. So that was again the case on this one, but she uh, called a few minutes before I uh, I arrived and he timed, I timed it perfectly. So she walked toward me as I was arriving at the albergue. A small house, six bed, uh, microwave kitchen, uh, nice couches actually, nice and stiff. Uh, I don't like soft cushions, so wonderful. Anywho, uh, did awesome on the trail. Shoulder sore, sure, but uh, feeling great, feeling very strong finish. I had to slow myself down, which is kind of funny. I had a thunder lightning, got soaked once, started to get wet one more, and then again one more, so kind of scattered uh, uh, thunderstorm, but it was wonderful, wonderful. I chose not to layer, so got a little cool, but it was perfect. So... Wonderful day, beautiful scenery, mamma mia, beautiful wooded area, lots of trees, lots of oaks. Uh, definitely a different landscape from the beginning with all the olive trees and a lot of up and down. Anyway, wonderful. All in all, beautiful. Really enjoyed the day. Flowers everywhere. Springtime, of course, is in bloom. And uh, 
Yeah, now I'm going to be finishing my uh, what's left of what I made yesterday. My food. Most likely we'll take a nap. And then, uh, well, I already got my shower done. The laundry is done, so it's already hanging. We'll see if it's raining or not again to get it wet. But uh, pretty much my main job is done. Sounds like I'll be sharing the door. Well, there's two dorms, two little dorms with three beds in each. And then there's already uh, Antonio from uh, yesterday who's here. Of course, it makes sense since he was only looking at covering half the distance and taking a taxi. And then somebody else, I guess, is supposed to arrive around uh, 5, 5.30. So sounds like I'll be sharing um, the room, which is fine. Which is fine. Of course, it's fine. That's part of why I'm doing that. Anywho. Uh, yeah, I'm a little tired, but really had a wonderful day. Uh, but it feels great. So I'm pretty psyched about that. It was an enjoyable day. All right. Talk to you later. And I am in Alcaracejos. <coughs> well... Here is an unexpected piece, a reality bite episode. God knows what. You gotta come with me. We are going to go recycle. <laughs> me and my uh, obsession with recycling. Interesting how some movies. For me, at least, which make no sense, seem to trigger something in me. Uh, personal point. I just uh, finished watching uh, the perks of being a wallflower. I think I'd watched that movie a couple of times before, and uh, I remember liking it. Uh, I think the protagonist is relatable to me. To some extent, of course, like any fictitious character. And uh, and I was getting teary at the end. And uh, woke up. Something happened earlier, which I'm sure was conducive. But in the end, I realized none of this trigger mattered because where it took me didn't have anything to do with those things. They were just the catalyst that owned my concentration, or whatever you want to call it, my focus, my my attention, my energy, to that place that I seem to have trouble getting to. I think... There is something in my past that beat the shit out of me. 
I still don't know what it is, but something that is overwhelming. Because when I remember what I felt, I felt a surge of uh, energy, let's call it, from the second chakras rising up. And it's definitely overwhelming, overpowering. And uh, movies to me, I think I've always been a medium through which it seems easier to to connect to this, to find, like I said, a relatable character or story or something in the plot, something that I can attach to, and through that proxy, having a an indirect connection. And though I could call uh, my experience this evening maybe one step further by bringing awareness to that emotion that I was feeling, because again, it's not a new emotion, so it's not a feeling, it's something that has a history that's loaded. And I almost hate to go there because I'm not even sure it has anything to do with... Oh my goodness. That's three baby birds on the sidewalk that have fallen. I don't see the nest. And uh, yeah, it is. It still eludes me. And I think for me, the theme is woman. And that's going to be the title. Because there is definitely something very powerful, and actually. Oh, wow. Overpowering there. Sorry, I could feel the heat of the garage door. That was funny. I have a jacket and my little sweater. Feels chilly. We had a... Well, actually, no no more rain so far, but clouds and it feels cool. It's going to be a little tired. But anyhow, I remember that scene in my life. Aha. About... That one time where I felt the worst that I ever recall. With Pilar. And uh, before the actual experience that led me to feel that way, we walked on the beach. I had I did I I had smoked a little bit of weed before, so I definitely was shall we say a little more open, you know, to to feel emotion in an enhanced way or to to look at things more figuratively. Here we go. That would be more accurate. Uh, crap! I'm looking for the main square, but uh, I don't think I'm far enough. Anywho, and uh, we were basically Maribel, Urban, Pilar, um, 
Javi and I, and then taking a walk on the beach before going to uh, Maribel and Urban Ferris joint at Pais. Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, no, it doesn't matter. Where they love the tiramisu and where the, the cathartic event took place. And uh, as we were walking on the beach, at one point, Javi was kind of walking close to the water, kind of away from the group. And uh, Pilar went toward him, you know, to check on him, to, to give him some love, you know, like the... <laughs> I don't know why, why I think I, should claim, I could claim them since I've, you know, never saw her raising a children, but I do believe that she's a great mother. And, uh, you know, just very accepting of who he is, but at the same time still wanting to offer something without encroaching too much in, on his boundary and then yet still offering that. Acts of caring, random, I, I call it random acts of kindness. And I remember feeling so sad because I'm not crying, I'm just, uh, it's my cruddy crying. Oh, there must be this whole springtime. I just remember feeling so sad because I was like, wow, that's what that's like, you know, when you have a mother that loves you. Because, you know, what a mother can offer is not the same. Dad, the father can't match it. You know, it's something different. But it, it can't match it. And I could feel it. I could feel that the, the, the selflessness, you know, the, 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 the philanthropic qualities in that, you know, there's just this outpouring, this expression. Oops, hold on, I'm at the square. I'm looking for glass. <laughs> looking for glass uh, container to do the recycling. I'm still not able to let that go. And to not throw stuff in the trash and even fishing things out of trash can to go recycle them like I did yesterday. But anyhow. So, and yeah, just feeling so sad because it's like, I think that was the closest. Oh, here is one. Not the place that I thought that it would work. Uh, that it was like, I have never had that. You know, it is, life is funny in that way. You know, we, we try to create a baseline, you know, say we all are kind of the same and patati patata. That's the French. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of it, I can't say it right. No, I have not smoked. I have not smoked anything since December. Anyway, the word that that uh, describes sound. Anyway. Oh, now I can't stop thinking about it. But anywho. You know, we have, a, we look around, you know, we're, we're all human beings, you know, you only have two choices, man or woman, and then you have, of course, a young, 
the children, middle-aged and older people. And then, more or less, you know, that's that's kind of... Uh, that's how we classify it. Oh, there's a truck hauling some chicken. And uh, live, live truck, livestock. And then, you know, we... Yeah, we just put those things in the slots. And it's so simple. It's so easy, it's so clean, it's so sanitized. The... The way we look at it, the way we look at classified, the way we see people, the way we see each other, and, and to some extent, the way we see ourselves. And I remember that moment being so poignant. You know, about saying that, about just like... I think being something that I've been looking for, even though not knowing what I was looking for, not knowing what I was missing, which has been kind of a theme in my life. You know, it's like knowing there's something not quite right, but not knowing what it is and not knowing what to look for. And to some extent, that doesn't change too much. I'm still... I'm still in that. And uh, well, to give you a quick uh, synopsis of the perks of being a wildflower. Well, actually, I can give you the the punchline. It's interesting. There's some interesting things in that movie, actually. But it's kind of coming of age, guy following a high school, a freshman, feeling inadequate. There's things going on. Oh my goodness. My asshole is sore. I'm eating more, so I'm pooping more. And uh, I'm feeling it. And TMI, uh, <laughs> yeah? Too much information? And so, you end up finding its crowd, you know? You're finding a Finding a, a group of people is in crowd that he can uh, relate to, and you know, again, the, the sense of feeling part of a community. Anyhow, so and anyway, coming of age, and and it's other stuff. It's kind of there's some dirty laundry in there. And there is, in all of those movies, you know, you get the sense at some point that what they're describing, you know, what they're showing you through their acting, through the script that was written, you know, is a sensation. You know, this act of falling in love, like this man and woman, and of course for me, it would have to be man or woman because... uh, Woman, woman, man, man doesn't do it. It makes no sense to me because that's not that's not my filter to each his own. No problem with it. It's just not for me. So, so there are those things, and then you know, 
describing people in such a way, describing the way they meet, the way they connect, and then describing those moments of those intimate sharing, and then, you know, those moments of Big Bang. And uh, to me, it's always been a big source of uh, inspiration. Always looking in uh, in that medium for uh, for some ideas, for some guidance as to what does that look like. You know, what is the right thing look like? What is the wrong thing? And so I think, in a way, kind of this sense of inadequacy has kind of followed me about relating to to the opposite sex. Well, actually, <laughs> well, no, too many is different because. I don't have the same. Uh, I don't have the same ambition toward men, so it's not necessarily simpler, but it's definitely nowhere as complicated as with women, and it keeps evolving. I think it may be becoming less, but it still is. In finishing the the movie, show that. So I guess to connect that to what I was talking earlier, you know, being on that beach, there was a moment where I was feeling the sadness welling up inside of me. Then I had this image of seeing Pilar on a beach, you know, showering a son with some act of love, very considerate, very strategized. It seemed very, very, very uh, intentional. And then that making me feel aware of that hollow space inside of me. Urban used to say that, you know, they are saying that, you know, only the mother to the child, you know, can do. Was it Urban? I think it was. I'm not even sure now. It doesn't matter. But I kind of, I like the point, which is, you know, they are saying that for your parents, you have this fundamental experience, you know, essential. And then from there, you know, you, you develop, you build, you build on. And uh, for me, in a way, it's always been fucked up. And I'm curious to see moving forward what shape it will take. You know, as I am, you know, as I'm moving away from, uh, from Andalusia, moving away from Pilar, I have the feeling that this one, the moving will be a little more uh, symbolically powerful. Uh, and I think also the combination of, you know, looking toward Asia is, uh, you know, leaving Spain is also going to have a symbolism, a powerful symbolism. You know, being here three years, and then uh, took me a while and to accept. I mean, uh, well, I've always, always accepted the no, but... Uh, 
took me a while to to give up, basically. I guess surrender. Surrender would be more appropriate than to give up and to let go. I think you don't realize how much you're clawing on things until you actually let go and then you feel all those tense muscles relaxing. I don't know if it's being so tired that the the fear that was driving you to claw yourself is not as powerful. Are you just worn out or it just doesn't make sense anymore? I think that might be also a big lesson that I get from Pilar, which is like, I want somebody who wants me. If that's going to be the case, you know, I don't want anybody otherwise. I'm not interested. You know, I don't want to sell anything anymore. I don't want to court anybody. I don't want none of that. I want, you know, a different kind of quality of synchronicity. If it is, if not, then, you know, it's fine. I don't, I don't need anybody. But yeah, I'm definitely still open to to the idea and I still believe in the potential of the intimacy between two human beings and in what could transpire out of that. So I don't know uh, all of that. I'm not even sure I'm on the right road here. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's a small town anyway. Alcaracejos. But I guess the movie, yeah, brings me back to to the female, that female energy. My relationship to that female energy, to, to the imbalance, to, to the overcompensating on my part toward the female. The sense of, uh, you know, feeling so grateful when some drops of love are being showered on me. You know, how undeserving I am and how magnanimous of those people to to indulge. I didn't feel that with uh, Belen. I didn't feel that with uh, uh, Vanessa. Uh, oh my goodness, what was the name in there? Carrie? In California. Yeah, I'm not forgetting a name. Carrie. I want to say Carrie, but I don't think that's right. Wow. That's okay. Anyway. But yeah, Glenda for sure. Yes. Did I fucking sell it? Did I fucking sell Anthony on this one? Months and months of courting. I even wonder now, you know, was that... When I think about this, <laughs> she still is. And somehow, then I guess the vision that she has of our relationship, you know, is so negative, is so tainted. 
I, I even wonder about myself. It's like, am I, how am I fooling myself about how I view it? My, what my memories are? Or what I felt were moments of connections? Or were they? I don't know. I have no idea. Anyhow. So, that movie plus, uh, well, it's potentially a mess with the whole, uh, my passport and my ID card, we'll see. Because I was finally able to get the right direction to the website to to make an appointment. So either they gave me the wrong information, but if they gave me the right one, there's no slots until the 11. And I have until the 7 until they destroy my paperwork. So we'll see. We'll see what happened. If not, I'll do it in France, I guess. Not a big deal. Just be fucking 100 euro and then uh, me uh, rushing to go there from Merida. But that's okay. If it is, it is. No big deal. No big deal. But those things kind of made me... Uh, crack me up a little bit to where I was feeling a little more. Because it's true. You know, my uh, most of my... Waking hours, I am uh, I'm a lot more in my head. I do believe I do feel more. I am more. Would I say I intuit more? I don't know, but but I still I'm very much in my head. It is still a very very powerful, prominent characteristic of who Anthony is so far. And I guess it is kind of nice when... Uh, sorry, I just had a picture of those three little birds. Oh, basking into the sun now. Leaning against a wall, I'm very close to the little uh, burger where we're staying. Gonna enjoy before I come in. So yeah, feeling a little more emotional. Sorry, I'm burdening this podcast. It's gonna be a long-ass one, I think. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's nice. It's nice to have that venue to express. Uh, I think that's kind of what I'm down to now. You know, I may find, you know, obviously some of the pilgrims that I may encounter, you know, there could be an opening to where I may share, you know, it may be more open and more, more candid, but... I think with Pillar, it's going to naturally fade away. And there's no mystery, you know. There, there's a part of me that just that is waiting there. I'm not sure. I could see that eventually going away, but for now, it sure hasn't. There's a part of me that's just very, very, very sensitive, very, very... I can't think of the adjective... 
vulnerable when it comes to her. Buenas. And, uh... We'll see. Well, the threatening clouds are... are gone. The sun is definitely... beaming. It's nice to bask in that. So I think I'll let you go. I'm, uh burning in burning this podcast enough for today so was actually will sleep well i have not taken a nap again today so anyhow but today will be today tomorrow it's going to be an an easy one an easy day but maybe five hours so anyhow so i'm gonna go back in chill a little more maybe do languages Wishing you a beautiful uh, evening. If there's anybody who's gone as far as that part of the podcast. And uh, until later. Gator.